You're listening to Selfish. This is where we bring self-care and bravery together to encourage you to follow your dreams. Here's your host, your favorite selfish enthusiast, Allie Hembree-Martin. I'm going to admit, there's a little bit of a theme going on here lately. I invite these experts on to talk about a topic, and by the end of the episode, my mind is blown. I enjoy home organizing, so I knew talking with Bridget would be a good conversation. However, I had no idea how much I was going to take away from her knowledge. Even practical tips like what should be in your backstock? You will be surprised to hear her answers. Take a listen. Bridget, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really excited for our conversation. Thanks for having me, Allie. So first, just kick us off and tell us about yourself. So my name is Bridget. I'm a professional home organizer in the Metro Detroit area. That's Michigan. I used to live in a much larger house, but now I practice what I call pseudo minimalism or uh, maybe more likely essentialism and living more intentionally. Um, After having a kid, getting divorced, losing my dad to Lou Gehrig's disease, moving, running a business, getting remarried. I feel like all of those life experiences have made me uniquely qualified to help other people get their own lives on track. So that's my passion in life, helping other people get organized. Wow. That was such a journey that you've gone through, but I can see where that totally sets you up to help people well. And I love the term you used, essentialism, because that's like, you just summed up what I feel like I strive for and what I am working towards daily because it's not minimalism, but it's, it's truly like, if I don't need this, I'm going to get rid of it. Right. Yes. Because I think people get the idea that being a minimalist means that you don't have to have anything. You can have nothing. Mm -hmm. And I try to be very intentional about what comes in my home, but there are some things that to me are very essential, but to other people, they would be like, why do you have leggings for every single holiday? That's not minimalism. (laughs) But to me, that's essential to my happiness. So I like to call it essentialism. There's a whole book about it and it's great. It changed my life after reading it. What's the book? Uh, I think it's called Essentialism, actually. Okay. Well, like essentialism to me feels like Minimalism is more, you can't have anything happy. It just feels very cold and very uninviting. Whereas essentialism can still be a warm, welcoming home. Yes. And just minus Mm -hmm. the clutter. Right. Yeah. And some people, I have an Instagram account called Unclutter It and I share pictures of my home and I have pictures everywhere on every space. And some people are like, but you're an organizer that looks cluttered. To me, though, it doesn't feel cluttered. That's what I like. These pictures are essential to my happiness, so they're on my walls. Too bad you don't live in my house. I have to make myself happy. <laughs> okay, we're off on the right foot because we've got, like, just, like, already mind blown. Um, <laughs> so, Bridget, talk to us about how did you get into professional organizing? Like, what led you down that path? Yeah. Well, my background is actually in teaching, I finished my early childhood degree at Hillsdale College, and I taught for several years. But now I find that I'm using my degree in other ways to teach adults, and sometimes kids still, uh, better habits and systems to help get get them organized. And 
to be honest, while I was teaching, I was actually just watching a lot of that show called Hoarders, you know? Yeah. yeah <laughs> and I knew, I knew eventually that's what I wanted to do for other people when I realized, wow, that's actually a profession. Um, but actually I've been organizing my entire life. I've always been putting things where they belong. So it was just the perfect fit. Oh my gosh. We are kindred spirits. <laughs> okay. So what, when you go into people's houses, what is the biggest mistake that you see them making that you feel like you need to be on a rooftop preaching so that we're not all making the same mistake? Yeah, that's a really good question. Maybe, I mean, I see a lot of mistakes, but maybe one of the biggest mistakes I see is overconsumption, buying more than you need, or even just thinking that you always need more than you have. The toilet paper fiasco this past year was a good example of that. Um, but I like to think of organizing as a simple math problem. So if you have a shelf that can hold, let's say, 10 things, you can subtract some of those things. You can add some things until you have 10. But once you start adding more than 10, it doesn't fit. You either have to subtract in order to make it work. But most people don't get that concept. They just keep trying to fit more and more and more into this space that's not meant to support the amount of stuff they're trying to put on it. So the only solution to that problem is to be more intentional about what you're bringing in your home or you have to move to a bigger house. <laughs> that's really all you can do. True. <laughs> so are you a big proponent of really not having a backstock? 100%. I don't have any backstock. I never bought extra okay. toilet paper. I never bought extra waters. I never bought extra anything um, during the whole pandemic. And I survived. Mm-hmm. You're <laughs> you know? here breathing right. with us today. And I do. I'm still organizing for people. And now I'm seeing backstocks of 100 bottles of hand sanitizer. You could never use that yeah. amount in a lifetime. So I understand there was you know, some fear behind the pandemic, but even before the pandemic, people are still shopping like this couponers or Costco shoppers. I canceled my Costco membership because it's too much. They make you think I need all of this stuff to survive and be happy, but you don't, you, you live so close to any store, no matter where you are, that you could literally run out and get something in five or 30 minutes if you live out in the country, but you could get anything Mm-hmm. when you needed it or deliver to your house, even it's not necessary. So you're kind of the proponent of if it doesn't fit in your pantry or wherever you store your items that you use, mm-hmm. then it doesn't get purchased. Right. Yeah. yeah. And if okay. you are going to have that back stock, then you have to add an extra shelf in the garage or the basement, or so it has to go somewhere. You can't just keep buying things and expect them to find a home. You have yeah. to be intentional about where it's going. I think that's such a good reminder because I think yeah. you're right. A lot of us have gotten in that habit of when we go to the grocery store, mm-hmm. picking up a couple extra things, not maybe not now, but I feel like even when we were on kind of the end of mm-hmm. um, the toilet paper stare, <laughs> we were still purchasing extra of everything yes, because right. we didn't know if it was going to be the next thing. Right, right. Yeah, there's a, still a lot of fear. I think people are going to have a hard time getting out of that mindset again if they weren't already in it because there were so many situations where they were running out of things. Mm-hmm. But okay. 
I don't think it's necessary, especially now. That's a good wake up call. Yeah. I think a lot (laughs) of us needed to hear that. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So for those of us listening, what is a suggestion that you can give to us that we can just go do today? We can, as soon as the episode is over, go enact this in our own home to just move us one notch closer to a happier organized home. So I have so much advice, but I think the best advice I could give to other people and that I need to give to myself too, because I struggle with this is just being more intentional. That's my favorite word apparently, but just setting time aside to stop and just think about what is coming in your house what are you doing with your free time with why you're doing anything that you're doing? Um, just being more intentional. And I realize when I start to feel overwhelmed in my own life, it usually means that I've said yes to too many things. I'm not doing enough planning. So extra things are just coming in my house. I don't know if I have enough toilet paper, maybe I should grab another one or extra things and activities are being put on my calendar. Sure. We can go to that party. Sure. We can do that for you. So I have to take a step back and just try to reclaim my life and what's happening in it by slowing down. That's it. Not adding things, just stopping everything. That's good, Bridget. I mean, that's, that's what I feel like a lot of the pandemic did give us a gift of that in the sense that we were kind of focused more on what our homes felt like and what they looked like because we were there more. And so we did give, it did give us a little bit of a closer eye on that, but I don't think we've all completely slowed down to the point where you're Uh exactly right. Just that intention behind really analyzing this area of our lives. Right. Yeah. It's really hard to do, especially now that life is picking up again. Right. Exactly. Let's not fall back into the the same old habits that we, that we were so grateful to get away from. Okay. So you and your daughter started a podcast and you, you all really focus on sharing tips for getting kids specifically organized. Mm -hmm. So for those listening that do have children, Mm -hmm. what's a tip that you can share? Because I mean, you've already given us such great ones, but is there something specific to kids? work on? Yes. So your kids, you know this, your kids watch everything you do. They listen to everything you say, even the bad things. And they practice what you do, but not necessarily what you preach. So if you want your kids to have a neat and tidy room, you have to make sure that your spaces are also neat and tidy. So they have that example. And as a former educator, The most important thing that you can do for your kid is to follow through. (laughs) Parents don't give that education. Teachers do, but parents don't always understand what's the most important to part of raising your kid. It's the follow through. You can't give empty threats and say, I'm going to throw all your toys away if you don't pick these all up. Because then if you don't throw those toys away, they don't believe your words that are coming out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. So if you have systems in place, and your kids know where they should put their toys and they don't bring out every single toy they own because that's a house rule. That's one of my house rules. (laughs) It should be more manageable for them to put their own things back, but they won't follow any of those rules if you as a parent don't enforce them. So good. 
I mean, this goes beyond, I know it's organizing still, but like, there's just, this is a next level of it's, it's, it just takes it another step. So I love this, Bridget. Well, I think being organized means that you have thought about every single aspect of your life. It's not just where does all my stuff go? It's how can I be a better person? How can I be a better parent? How can I do this better? And I don't think everybody takes the time to think that way. They think they're just, sometimes you're just struggling to get by, but there's always a resource out there to help you be better and do better because there's a solution to every problem. I say that all the time. There's always a solution. You just have to find it. And you also are a big proponent of starting small Mm -hmm. and really taking that action because those small actions add up to big change. Mm -hmm. So what can you share that will really motivate us to start working in that manner? So on my Instagram page, I started this hashtag series called Timer Tuesdays, where we do timer tasks. And it doesn't have to be on a Tuesday. It can be any day. It was just a fun little. But you don't necessarily have to set a physical timer, but just giving yourself a deadline, even in your head, helps you prioritize a little bit more what's most important. And I think the hardest part for most people in general is just getting started. So once you find that motivation to start, it's much easier to keep that momentum going. You just have to begin. But if you're having a hard time, say, finding that motivation, I think what people forget is they don't remind themselves of why they're doing what they're doing. The important reasons why you're doing all the things that you're doing in life. I think when we lose sight of the big picture, it's because we're trying so hard to pick up all the pieces of these little pictures and it's not actually important. So if it's not important to you, you're obviously not going to keep up with it. And that goes for anything, trying to lose weight, trying to get organized, try to read more. If it's not important and you can't remember, why am I doing this? You're not going to, you won't finish. And I mean, we've been talking a lot about like the home specifically, But, you know, that can even carry over to business. And I know you also have some tips to share when it comes to kind of creating systems within your business. Yes, yes. So as a small business owner myself, I can, I find myself getting overwhelmed too, very easily, even though I organize for other people, my own life sometimes becomes overwhelming. But there are so many tasks that you have to accomplish as a small business owner. I feel I'm always like every day fielding phone calls, rescheduling appointments, canceling appointments, doing my own taxes, working for people, posting about it, all while trying to have an actual real life after the workday is done, even though it feels like the workday is never done when you own your own business. So one thing I have found that helps me when I'm feeling overwhelmed is to just focus on the three most important tasks that I can do that day that have to get done today. So I actually write them down and then I try to put those three tasks first thing in the morning, right when I wake up, if I can, if I can't do them first thing, they're at least at the forefront of my mind. So I can prioritize my day and get those, just those three most important things done first. And what I've realized is, you know, there's always tomorrow and your list will 
never be empty. That almost makes me cry to say, but it's never empty. So you might as well just try to simplify your list every day. And I struggle with this. It's hard. It's hard to simplify. I really like having the three in the morning. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a big to-do list person. I, you know, sit down the night before and, and write out my schedule for the next day, but I like shifting those things to the morning when you can kind of feel the success the rest of the day yeah. once you've accomplished those three things. And you're kind of like, oh, all this stuff is extra. Right. No, I like that. And sometimes you can't finish it before you know, you have to head off to work, but maybe trying to wake up a little bit early so you can finish that paperwork. Or for me, the hardest thing sometimes is just writing an address on a letter and putting a stamp on it and getting it in the mailbox. Like, why is that so hard? But if I make that the first thing I do, it gets done and it literally takes two minutes. Why did I think it was going to take so long? So just doing it first helps you yeah, feel accomplished. That's really good. Okay. So Bridget, thinking about your self-care and of course we're using the word selfish in a positive light. How do you like to be selfish? Yeah. And that's a hard one too. I love the idea of this podcast and helping women, especially be okay with being quote unquote selfish. (laughs) Yes. Um, Because it is a struggle for sure. And I struggle with that so much myself and putting myself first. Um, so I do, I love to read, but that's usually the last thing on my list, which means it doesn't get done. Um, another thing, so I do try to make time for that. But one thing that's important to me that I don't even think twice about every single day because I've made it a habit is exercising. Mm-hmm. Just even if it's 30 minutes where I'm walking on my treadmill, reading a book, answering messages or whatever, that's me putting myself first and it helps me to focus a little bit and slow down even when the day is crazy and it's busy and I feel like I'm losing my mind. So that is most important to me, taking care of myself. Yep. Is there anything you wish you could be doing more? (laughs) That's a good question. Um, I love what I do. I enjoy, I usually enjoy the busyness of life. I like being busy. I love helping people get organized. But when I really think about that question, I do wish I had more time to just do absolutely nothing. Yes. Amen. So, I mean, nothing isn't just sitting there looking at a wall, but, you know, so I could read or work in my yard and put my hands in the dirt and just spend time by the pool with my family and relax with my cat and six chickens. (laughs) So, Oh my gosh. I just want to do nothing, but that's hard to schedule. I totally am with you on that. What's next for Bridget? Yeah. Another good question. (laughs) I know it's important to always be thinking ahead and always be growing and trying to improve yourself and your business and moving forward. But I have zero plans for that right now. <laughs> I don't want to expand my business. I realized when I sat, sat down and thought about that question, I don't want to have more business right now. I'm already too busy. Uh, what I want to do is spend more time with my daughter because she won't be little forever. And I want to spend time with my husband, just relaxing and not working on projects when we have quote unquote free time and just stop all the rushing around because I, like I said, I struggle to find that balance between work and home life every day. So I think 
when I really think about it, the next step is just to continue doing what I'm doing and try to find that balance so I can continue doing what I love, which is helping other people get their homes organized, but also finding that time for myself. So I don't blink and life has passed me by and I didn't do anything that I wanted to do. So life is too short to not do all the things that you really want to do. I feel like you were speaking directly to me this entire episode, Bridget. I mean, like that you were just dropped so many good nuggets for us. And I mean, I even wrote down on my to-do list what is to make my three priorities for tomorrow when I make tomorrow's to-do list. So like that, like just so many good wisdoms. And so I appreciate you coming on the show, talking with us. And I'm really excited to learn more from you. And like you said, your Instagram is a great place to really um, build that connection. So thank you again for talking with us. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Like what you just heard? Visit us at SelfishThePodcast.com. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes today.